Food Tech Stars, powered by ACT Food Tech. Israel is home to one of the most vibrant, forward-thinking food tech ecosystems in the world, which makes it a desirable innovation hub. In this podcast, we speak to the people driving the future of food, researchers, entrepreneurs, and venture capital investors. Welcome to Food Tech Stars, with Karma Oren and Merav Oren, co-founders at ACT Food Tech. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Hi, Kalmit. How are you? I'm great. Uh, we're going to have this opportunity to speak today with a super talented woman. So the Israeli Ministry of Agriculture vision is to transform Israel into an agri-tech power that unholds a strong synergy between agriculture, crops, and a fourth line of technological development. So today, we're excited to host Dr. Michal Levy. Michal Levy is the Senior Vice President of Agriculture Innovation and recently appointed to the Acting Chief Scientist at the Israeli Ministry of Agriculture. Michal helps develop the Israeli AgTech ecosystem by working closely with the various stakeholders in the field, including startups and companies, investors, and academic researchers. She holds deep knowledge of the Israeli and global agriculture markets from various aspects. After years of academic research at UC Davis at the Weizmann Institute, Dr. Levy transitioned into the business world, combining her in-depth understanding of technology with the market's business needs. Prior to joining the Ministry of Agriculture, Michal was a VP Head of Business Development at Yisum, the technology transfer company of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Big wow, Michal. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. <laughs> We're very glad to have Happy you here. Happy to be here as well. So let's dive in. So Michal, tell me, how do you apply your background in molecular biology and research in signal transduction and biochemistry to your role as acting chief scientist of the Israeli Ministry of Agriculture? So I believe that... Um... After all these years in uh, academic research, what happened was that I started to work in Isum, as you mentioned. Uh, working at Isum actually exposed me to the uh, work of translating the research into the applicative world, uh, taking something that uh, you work uh, day and night in the lab, uh, asking uh, different questions and uh, uh, receiving answers and how to take all this knowledge and actually to bring it to a product, uh, how to bring it to, to the field. I believe that uh, all these years and my uh, uh, experience as a researcher um, helped me and supported uh, the development of, of this aspect in my life, understanding the way uh, of, to look into research and how to bring it uh, to the field. Great. So, you know, we're always talking about how Israel is now becoming like a food tech nation and agri-tech nation, and we're doing so good. So there's a lot to do in terms of uh, how to support startups. So what can you tell us about how is the Israeli Ministry of Agriculture is looking into supporting this growth of agriculture uh, wave of startups in the agriculture world? So uh, when I joined the Ministry of Agriculture, together with the um, uh, Israeli Innovation Authority, the IAA, I opened the agricultural track in the IAA. I think that uh, this track is very important for startups that works uh, in the ag tech uh, and food tech uh, industry because the, the measures The, the way that um, the IIA is measuring companies today, mostly 
depend on uh, the innovative uh, technology, you know, how they implement technology in their work. I believe that uh, companies that are from the ag tech industry not always show innovation in that field. It can be new herbicide, it can be new way of uh, uh, understanding crops and other issues. So what we did was uh, we developed uh, a new way to measure these companies. And what we do is we check what is the impact uh, of the uh, technology on the field of agriculture. And I believe that uh, impact, the way that uh, a specific technology will uh, impact the field of agriculture, that's the most effective way to measure uh, the importance of a specific development uh, and how it will uh, affect the world of uh, agriculture. Um, so this is uh, one thing that uh, we do to support uh, startups. We also have actually, we're working on it these days, um, we have a big uh, program in the ministry uh, of implementation, implementing new technologies to uh, the Israeli agriculture. Uh, what we did was we asked uh, uh, farmers, growers to apply uh, for a fund that we opened and ask them what technologies they will want to implement uh, in their fields. We support up to 50% uh, of uh, the cost of uh, this technology and uh, we aim to support only technologies that became uh, commercial in the last three years. So uh, it's actually, uh, we are aiming for the startups that are uh, developing all these uh, new uh, products that can improve the Israeli agriculture. Another program that uh, we have, uh, and this comes from the uh, chief scientist's office of the Ministry of Agriculture, is a collaboration between uh, researchers from different uh, research institutes in Israel and companies. It can actually be startups or uh, more developed uh, companies. But the idea is that um, uh, there will be a collaboration in order to develop the technology uh, of the startup or uh, starting to work on a new uh, development together with uh, researchers. So these are only a few examples of uh, what we do in order to support startups and to see how they combine with the researchers and with the actual work in the field. Wow. First, it's very important, and I think it's very impressive also what you're doing. So can you tell me a bit specifically what you're working on within the agri-food startup world, what kind of technologies, and what do you hope to achieve from that? So first... Um I think that uh, we're working very hard in order to develop the Israeli ecosystem, bringing all the stakeholders uh, together. I wish uh, to see strong bond between uh, entrepreneurs and researchers. I mean, um, in order to bring a strong knowledge base into uh, the developments of uh, these startups in order to support them with a scientific uh, uh, background and to bring them to be better uh, equipped and better uh, uh, with better knowledge when they come to sell their products. 
And actually, another thing that I would like to achieve is to have also a strong bond between these startups and the Israeli uh, growers. We understand that uh, the markets for uh, these startups are not the Israeli agriculture. But nevertheless, we would like them to see the Israeli agriculture as, uh, as a place to have a better proof of concept, to start to fine-tune their products and to uh, go out to the world, to their actual big markets when they are better, uh, when they are ready and have uh, uh, a very good uh, products or actually after testing them in the field and, uh, and you know, coming with a strong base of customers uh, here in Israel. Uh, bring them out uh, to the world. I actually see it as a win-win situation. In in that case, we'll be able to bring better technologies to the world, but also to upgrade the Israeli agriculture. So we always see that it comes back uh, again and again to the startups we also see ourselves that they need this channel into the world and to find design partners. It's always a challenge and it's a valuable contribution, definitely. So technology has taken a firm foothold in the agriculture development. Specifically, Google's partner with the company Alphabet unveiled prototype machines which can move around fields while collecting data about plants. And also we've seen IBM, which is using combination of artificial intelligence the Internet of Things, and to actually look at uh, weather patterns, which is affecting crop yields. So how do you see Israel startups leading in this segment? If you want to give us maybe some examples for that. Actually, it's a, it's a good timing to ask uh, this question because, um, as you probably heard from uh, the news, Israel, the government, is going to uh, approve the budget soon. I mean, the government already approved it, but... Uh, Uh, soon it's going to to be hopefully uh, implemented to the work. And one of the things that uh, is there is a work that is actually done by the Ministry of uh, Science and Technology. And um, with uh, the idea is with a actually huge budget to uh, develop uh, in Israel a significant infrastructure for all the topic of artificial intelligence. And uh, of course, they will work on that uh, in a broad uh, spectrum of uh, topics. Uh, but what's interesting for us in the Ministry of Agriculture is to, uh, to develop the, all the topic of uh, artificial intelligence, of course, in agriculture. And uh, we will do that together with the Ministry of Science and Technology, and uh, hopefully also in our budget, in the budget of uh, uh, the chief scientist of the Ministry of Agriculture, we're going to develop a fair amount of uh, uh, budget into specifically into developing and research in, uh, in this field, in agriculture, in the this coming year. So uh, I believe that, again, combination between the research and the private sector uh, is a key uh, in order to uh, bring better technologies, new knowledge, and to, uh, to support the Israeli agriculture and also in the view of the global 
agriculture. Wow. Okay. After listening to you and uh, knowing you a bit, and I know how passionate you are about what you're doing. And um, so a personal question, tell us what gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you wake up and want to do when you go to work? Uh, so uh, I'm happy to say that I'm fortunate to combine uh, my passion and uh, with my work. I wake up very early in the morning every day uh, with a feeling of, you know, a mission, I have to say. The research in Israel, the agricultural research, the uh, research institutes, the researchers in the field of agriculture and also entrepreneurs, young companies, all these, they need governmental support uh, in order to succeed. I try, I really uh, do my best to be uh, the point of contact for all this in order to bring their uh, voice to the decision-making uh, table. I try to support them also to fine-tune the programs that we try to develop in the ministry in order to give them support and answer to their challenges. I, I take it seriously, really, and uh, and and I am open to everyone and everyone that listen now is uh, I'll be happy to talk to everyone that needs something uh, or want to raise uh, an, an issue and uh, I see myself as uh, a messenger you know for all these uh, uh, people that work uh, with the innovation and and try to push forward uh, new technology or new research and I'm here to support their work. I can definitely say that you're very accessible <laughs> yeah, and calling people to talk to you. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be helpful. Um, and we were just talking about the new government and we have uh, nine female ministers and young, <laughs> by the way. Also a new CEO for the agriculture ministry, right? Nama Kaufman. Mm -hmm. and, and you've done so much. What can you say that you've learned from your journey as a female leader in general and, and maybe if you want to relate into the issue of agriculture. Yeah, so um, traditionally uh, agriculture is, uh, is, uh, is a world of males. But, but I see that, you know, in the last uh, years, we see uh, more more women are part of this world. You mentioned uh, our Director General Nama Kaufman, which is the first uh, woman to uh, to be in this position, and um, I think that uh, we also see uh, more women that actually practice. Uh, agriculture. Uh, when we have, uh, you know, seminars and classes with uh, growers, uh, we see more and more uh, women that are part of uh, management sometimes of uh, uh, different farms. Uh, I believe that we are in a transition uh, world. Uh, we are a transitional generation. I believe that uh, our daughters and, and, and boys uh, and sons will be um, it will be much more uh, obvious for them. And, and I do believe that the vision is that uh, we'll have this podcast without uh, asking this question, right? <laughs> totally. Hopefully yes. one day. <laughs> so let's take it from here and tell me if you could have dinner with anyone you would want, who would you like to have dinner with and why? Hmm. I, I think um, 
someone that I would like to meet for a dinner is uh, David Ben-Gurion, our first uh, prime minister. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, the, the reason that I think uh, that he's, uh, he makes me very curious to meet is because he, he held, um, you know, a vision, you know, of how to take Israel, yeah, huge vision, how to take Israel from uh, being a country with uh, a no water and, you know, a desert, basically, how to bring it to be a um, country that leads innovation in agriculture uh, for the whole world. Um, I think that, you know, the, the, the first thing is basically when you deal with innovation is to understand the need. And uh, the, the need, of course, was uh, water. And uh, actually developing the, the national water carrier of Israel Hamuvila uh, Artsi is a huge vision, and um, and I think that that was a, a huge uh, change in the atmosphere in Israel, and brought actually uh, Israel to become this uh, you know a state that uh, is so successful with the agriculture. You know, actually the the phrase "blooming the desert," I think uh, we owe it to him. So yeah, yeah. He's yes, the first one. So, yeah. Totally. So that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back into uh, speaking about how we can promote uh, diversity. Uh, as we know that we want to increase the number of female-led ventures, uh, specifically because we have around 8% female-led startups. So do you think that the next generation of women-led startups can come from the academy? Sure. Um, I believe that uh, women that uh, grow up in the academy understand from one hand uh, the, the needs that comes from the field, but on the other hand, they understand how to attack a problem and to find a solution. Um, the culture in academia is basically a culture of troubleshooting. You constantly have to, uh, uh, to, to face your challenges and to try again and again to run uh, experiment until uh, you succeed. So this is one perspective. Uh, but if I look also at uh, women that actually practice agriculture, this is very interesting to watch because uh, when women come to manage a farm, you see, uh, and I spoke with several women that uh, are managing farms in Israel, they look at the farm from a completely different uh, point of view. Of course, they learn and they understand all the uh, traditional uh, work and practices, but they try to bring a new perspective. And, um, and I see that they basically change the traditional uh, practices in order to make it more efficient or more healthy. They these women have a new perspective on how to practice agriculture. So I believe that uh, if more women will be part of uh, the agricultural world in Israel from both angles, the actual practice in the field and uh, entrepreneurship and uh, leading uh, startups, uh, I believe that uh, it will be more more diversity. There will be more diversity and uh, new perspective. 
Agriculture must embrace a digital transformation enabled by connectivity. Yet agriculture remains less digitized compared with any other industries globally. Now much more sophisticated digital tools are needed to deliver the next productivity leap. Can you tell us, Michal, some of the startups who are disrupting this area and that you know of? Okay, so uh, I believe that uh, companies that deal with uh, vertical growth, which actually uh, grow food in industrial uh, way, very efficient, no, uh, no need for uh, uh, pesticides, closed uh, system, which is basically do not take into consideration the climate change and, and, and all the aspects of uh, the challenges of, uh, of the climate. I think that the challenge in these systems is to learn how to grow in efficient and economical way Uh, also vegetables because today these systems uh, grow uh, basically greens lettuce uh, herbs uh, etc um, so this is something that um, needs to be uh, developed new protocols and methods how to grow uh, vegetables in this uh, uh, environment and um, another topic that is very important is uh, protein how to develop new ways of uh, adding protein to our diet and this can come from uh, different uh, aspects uh, bringing uh, new crops or crops that are uh, having a higher concentration of protein for example if we take you know potato potato today uh, contains about four percent protein if we can develop a potato that have 10 percent protein it can be uh, important for our diet uh, but this is only one example We're talking also about uh, uh, insects is it something that that can be doable what you said about the sure, potato now? it can be doable um, we have today uh, Uh, different methods to uh, to do breeding uh, exact breeding uh, using a uh, gene editing and uh, other mes- methods can we dream about a potato that will be more protein than uh, <laughs> than uh, carbon um, sure we can dream about everything and I believe that uh, Uh, today uh, science can uh, support uh, a lot of you know a lot of these dreams um, so yeah this is only one example we can also talk about uh, yeast you know how uh, we develop yeast yeah. uh, to um, to support our diet better and uh, other sources of uh, protein and We have all the topic of clean meat you know and when we talk uh, yeah um, about also sustainability so it's I, I believe that both these topics are very important for the future talking about new uh, ways new protocols how to grow in uh, a vertical method and also a source of protein so it actually leads me to my last question. It's about COVID-19, which is apparently not going anywhere soon, uh, as we all said to know that. So the COVID-19 crisis has further intensified other challenges that agricultural faces. And again, I'm looking back or looking again at the Israeli ecosystem that we were speaking about. So how does the Israeli agri-food startup uh, combating the issues 
presented by the pandemic. Is it something specific to the Israeli ecosystem in that sense? I'm not sure, but um, I think that, you know, it brought us to talk a lot about food security. I think this is a topic that uh, all of us were aware of it before the pandemic, but uh, it's actually brought it to public discussion. And uh, so, so, so basically we need to find the way to improve productivity. We have to do it in a sustainable way. And this is actually uh, related to the um, answer I gave uh, to the previous question. So um, it brings us, it helps us to focus uh, our need and to, to digest the, the actual problem. And uh, by that, we can also create uh, programs and uh, funding opportunities Uh, to bring technologies in a specific topic that we believe that uh, is important for the state of Israel, but actually it's, it's a global uh, challenge. So um, everything that is challenging these days to Israel is, uh, is a global issue. So um, I believe that everything that we will invest in Uh, will be relevant uh, for everyone. Wow, okay, so we're finishing this in a very optimistic way. <laughs> We want to say a very big thank you for uh, joining us today. It was really interesting, and at least I learned a lot. Thank you, and good day. Uh, thank you, Fuzi. So, Michal, thank you. I want to also say thank you for joining us and sharing those interesting insights. And again, we're welcoming uh, people that are hearing that to just, you know, find you and approach you and get uh, as much as support you can get. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.